podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. <laughs> I did not think that when I woke up this morning and Liverpool played Manchester United, I did not think that that would happen. Fucking, fucking hell. Welcome back to the Copac Podcast. It was a day, what a night, what an evening, what a show to come back on. You know, we've not been around around for a good few weeks, have we? But we're back. Here we go. Mick, Manchester United have just been absolutely dick slapped in the face by Liverpool at Old Trafford. 5-0. Sum it up. <sighs> fucking hell. There's not enough words, I don't think. That is just, it was just unbelievable. Like, I just feel like it's like the perfect pod to come back on. Obviously, we've had a few few weeks off, which was meant to be a, a week. Then it was two weeks. Then it was three weeks. And I checked, and it was like last last pod Shit. Porto. I was like Porto. I, I fucking forgot we played Porto. But uh, yeah, fucking hell, Fa- five nil. Like obviously, when you see the lineup, I was worried. I think we were all worried when we see we saw no Fabinho, we saw no Matip, we saw no Mane. I think there was a collective like, oh shit, this is like a really difficult place to go to, and you you kind of want a bit of continuity in, in in your lineup, and we didn't have that. But fucking hell, the yeah, fears I mean, were laid I, instantly. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw the lineup, the only was again, I was eyebrows raised. That was Fabino. I wasn't really too um, frightened about Matip not playing because I just I expected at some point he would have dropped out of the side given you know the the run that he's yeah. he's been on without being injured. So I'm really pleased with that that he that he carried on. Um so Canate I was really excited for, absolutely buzzing about that. Um and then M- Manny being given a rest of my products, I like the way he's out of place. So for me, I, I you know the the only I was worried about was Fabino, but I get where you're coming from in terms of the continuity and stuff like that. But you know, when the way we started that game, it was it did feel like straight from minute one it was a case of right, we're on top of him here. And you know, it, it didn't take long before we went one 0 up. Yeah, what was it? Five minutes, with, like five just minutes. a just a boss little counter attack and goal. And when you actually like watch the the replay back, it's just like the intricate play to to make it happen, and like the quick pass and the little triangles, and then Salah's like delays it a little bit, delays it perfectly, and then Nabby's through, and you just like please just fucking score, <laughs> and he does, and that's like five minutes in, like that is like especially. Perfect. I think it was like a minute or two before, but Fernandez had that chance, didn't he? Where he probably should score, like he's in a perfect area, probably near the pen spot, and and yeah. a player of his quality, you expect him to score that, and that's to go down the other end, pretty much in the, in the next minute or two, and to score that kind of would have been an arrow to the heart of of, of that team as well, to to kind of yeah. kill them off a little bit. Mentally. Yeah, I mean, there was this bit of sloppy mistake for Liverpool out on the right hand side, wasn't it? I mean, Karate had done a bit of a strange clearance. Um, yeah. So I, I, again, I was I was a bit like, oh, you know, is this the type of player we're getting? It still reminded me of Sacco a little bit, um, <laughs> just the way the, the clearances were. And but you know, I mean, we, we'll talk about how, how good of a game he had anyway. But um, yeah, it was. I, I expected Fernandez to at least hit the target there. But when he missed that, I thought, hmm, something's not right upstairs. Uh, I mean, yeah. not not right upstairs anyway. In general, that with that man anyway. But you know, <laughs> like you just said, you you go you go back down the other end. You know, a minute later, and, and Naby Keita uh, slots it in. And again, I got um, not to dismay him on, on Naby Keita's finishing and stuff like that. I just thought typical Old Trafford one on one, he might miss that. Uh, but he slots it on perfectly. Sends De Gea the wrong way, uh, and I love the fact that it was um, 
a lovely counter-attack and it was just saying everything. I mean, you know, we can give credit to Liverpool massively, but fuck me, United were fucking poor at that first goal. But then the relentlessness continued and continued for the next five minutes. Um, and again, another lovely little uh, little counter-attack again. Square ball across and uh, Diogo Jota slots it home. Uh, and I, I felt a bit sorry for Milner because he's right behind him and he would have had it. <laughs> but, uh, but again, you know, 2-0 up within the first 15 minutes. We're in dreamland, aren't we? Yeah, fucking hell. 13 minutes gone and you're and you tuning up at Old Trafford. And when, especially when you look at the team, obviously, before it, and we're, we're all a bit worried, maybe, in terms of what to expect. Because like, the thing is, like, Neville's given it, oh, this is a full-strength United team. We're missing Fabinho, who is our main fella in midfield, to be honest. like He is the guy. He's the engine in that midfield. He cuts off those passing lanes and he makes it. He makes us. He is the Van Dyke of our midfield in a way. He is that. He is that and crucial. And to be missing him and to, to start like that, proper house on fire, two 0 up after fifteen minutes in their own backyard at Old Trafford. We never do that, and that, that, that's why it felt so. I don't know. Even at two 0 I was still like, we need another. We need a few more here. But that was like to build on that in the way that we did. It was just. It was just fucking. I mean, I've probably put like. 30 tweets up during the game and probably 29 of them have contained the word glorious and that's the that's the word i would sum that performance up and that win what was that glorious. What, what was that nighty song uh, where it's glorious it was it was on like every sky sports montage you know what i'm thinking of don't you i do i do yeah um, it's, it's got that weird thing goes Wee! you know what i'm on about now don't you <laughs> yeah i do i'm not going to do that again but yeah, we need Anyone to find the out comments, that. Let us know. That'll be uh, the, the theme tune. It is called Glorious, isn't it? I just can't remember. Because when I think of that, I'm thinking of um, the Paddy Berger song, the that montage, whatever that was. Anyway, oh, we're yeah. going off. We're going off fucking track here. Gorgeous. Anyway, so yeah, so we yeah, that's the one. So anyway, fucking hell, mate. When it, we were still creating lots of chances, which I really liked, and again, the longer that when it was at two 0 I didn't have the fear that United were sort of going to get back into it a little bit. I, did, I, I didn't have that sort of fear in me um, because it, we were very dominant within within midfield, you know, considering there was the, the Milner, Henderson and Cater. Again, it worked again, didn't it? Just like it did the other week. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the time where that midfield gets picked and there's not an absolute just old men crying, like going, what's going on? That midfield shit and whatever else. Because... We know that those that type of midfield does well. It, it does well because it allows the, the the fullbacks and 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 the wingers to fucking go, go forward in full flow, and and that's what it did again. Like that was a full strength United team today, obviously apart from Varane, and we just went there yeah. and absolutely fucking dicked them. And it was that that the midfield, obviously, that's the basis for for, for any good team. Your midfield needs to be solid to allow the, the forwards players to to flourish in the way that they, they need to and. Fucking hell, what they did! Like Cater, obviously getting the first goal. Obviously, Millie went off, didn't he? Um, injured yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come to that. We'll come to that in a minute, mate. I just um, what I want to do first is just we'll just have a little bit of a whiz through the comments at the minute. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, Dougie's there, five nil. Wow, absolutely. Um, yes, what Doug. a way for us to come back on, definitely, mate. Scored five away now, Porter, Watford, and now United. That's a very, very, very big, big key point there. Yeah. Uh, Paul saying lads fucking brilliant absolutely mate uh, Ash is in as well saying I fully expected Manny to come on and bang though absolutely crap that man ain't it <laughs> could get in on the act uh, but no absolutely I'm just glad he got a rest mate it's just uh, unbelievable uh, yeah I should put it's fucking mental absolute boss performance um, and then we've got uh, Cheek 
Mr. Favre saying United uh, might sack Oli. He's doing a great job. Uh, Paul's apologising me because he had the home kit on. It's fine, mate. We still won, but you know, next time, let's just come on. We've waited 12 games for this crew kit to come on. Get it on. Um, uh, and then Doug said that, uh, Jay, that a crew kit. I told you. I told you. I told everybody. Um, but Paul's Didn't made Paul a good point. Paul something earlier about him being pissed. Was is Paul pissed in the comments? Because that's just Paul's that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul's put here at two 0 I was still nervous, and I, I I understand where Paul's coming from. That two 0 uh, you're, you're nervous because even if they just got one back at Old Trafford, could yeah. put a bit of a setback, couldn't it? So even at two 0 but I think getting the third, hundred percent calmed the nerves, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, especially when you're getting towards half-time and it's like, what, six, seven minutes before half-time, you need that. Well, look look at the game last week when we played Atletico with 2-0 up and it, it, they, they pull it back. So, And especially when, I think they mentioned it in commentary, like we went, we were 2-0 up because Atletico came back, United were two down, they came back. So they're kind of like building that up in, in, my, in everyone's mind that we're watching, like, oh, it could happen. And then you're kind of going, well, it could happen at any point because they've got that many good quality players, like fucking attacking players, it can happen. But that yeah. that goal was kind of, I said earlier, like that, an early goal is like a, an arrow to the heart, but getting that third one, I think when when it's 3-0, that's, that's a huge thing, like mentally in, in a team's mind, that that's a huge road back. I think two, if you get one, you don't need one more, but three, it's a fucking yeah. huge task, especially coming up to half time. You don't, you've only got forty five minutes to do it. But mm. Mo Salah got an assist for the first one, and you just knew he was going to score at some point. Like, you I, did. I, think that... I mean, go on. Sorry, mate. Go on. Finish that. Well, I was just going to say, I think that was the goal that put him ahead of um, Didier Drogba as the highest African um, goal scorer in the Premier League, and he'd done it in fucking eighty nine games less. That's all Mick wants. Which is just lashing out. Just, just. just... That's that's you when you do your stats. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you put that in context, he done it in nearly ninety games fewer than Didier Drogba. It's fucking it, it's it's mind blowing. It is absolutely mind blowing. I don't think you can actually fathom it until no. fucking I don't know in another five years time when he's a bit older and you're like oh, the only time, you? mate. The only time you can fathom it is when he's finished because you could do like an entire podcast on Mo Salah and bits like that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he then breaks another record. You think, right, I've got to do it again. You just, just don't talk about it till he's gone. Don't talk yeah. about it till he's gone. And it was, um, I think that was that was his tenth consecutive goal as well. For, and that's another, yeah, that's, that's another record. I think the, record, the, the last game was record. the ninth goal, but fucking hell, ten in a row is well, just. He nearly had a goal on half an hour, didn't he? When um, who was it? Was it Rashford played the ball down the side, yeah. uh, and he just went straight past them all, and he was one on with, with De Gea, and he. he he was fuming the, with, with himself that he didn't uh, he, he didn't bag that one. Yeah. Um, and by that time, um, I think it was something like thirty five minutes or something like that. Um, it was Ronaldo and Fernandez had only had one touch each in uh, the Liverpool box, which <laughs> says everything. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it's really funny. But then, obviously, on thirty eight minutes, Salah again. Who else was it going to be? It's a little bit of good fortune. Because uh, def- well, United's defending was all over the place, um, but you know what I loved about it was Salah tries to hit the ball from the edge of the box, right? It takes a deflection and goes out to the right hand side. Salah's then being pulled back and still managed to shrug off the challenge and gets in, crossing from Cater, bang, and it's in. And again, that was it. I was like, right, that's it. It's done now. Three nil. I- I've no way Liverpool losing this game. 
Yeah, and I, I think I'm just looking at like lives going now. After that goal, um, before half time, they got three yellow cards, and the fucking Ronaldo one. That is, that's a oh, red card. It's a red card, it? isn't it? Let's let's it's be honest. We're going to come onto the Pogba thing, but if that's Curtis Jones on Ronaldo at Old Trafford, it's a hundred percent a red card because Ronaldo is going to do about forty-eight battle rolls and fucking end up in fucking row C at the fucking whatever end he's at. And uh, it, he's going to get a red card, but that's it's just it, it reminded me of the Basingua one back against the Yossi oh, Benayu. When he kicked him up the kicked ass. Him in the ass, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I tell you what, if um, if Benayu had a, had a tramp stamp tattoo on the back of his uh, lower back, that'd have been off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Honestly, don't even get me started on that on that prick. I hate, I hate him. Fucking I hate him. Yeah. But I also hate him for the way he got in the way of Chelsea's Champions League trophy lift. Like he, just, he lifted it himself. And yeah, yeah. Fuck, anyway, that's a, that's a <laughs> different thing. It just, it just annoys me shit like that. Anyway, so, yeah, makes it three. Uh, and then, decent chance for United when Rashford uh, gets in the area. But, you know, it's Liverpool block it before Ronaldo can tap it home. And then, we get three minutes added on time. And then you think, <sighs> it was a lenient one, that yellow, that yellow card. But, given that fact that that extra time was added on, because, what happened next? No, Liverpool aren't running down the clock. <laughs> Guess what? It's 4-0, Salah again. <laughs> yeah, and it's just one of them. Like, it took me by surprise a little bit because he's the way the way Salah's hit it, you're thinking, oh, it's just going to dribble out for a for a goal kick or something. But it's just eye of the needle stuff. He's just absolutely pinged it bottom corner. And to be 4-0 up at half-time at Old Trafford, when you look back at the results that we've had over the years, the, the good results, like the 4-1, like that's after fucking 90 minutes of football when we've absolutely battered them and whatever else. But to be 4-0 up at half-time, it's, it's what dreams are made of. It literally is what dreams are made of. Like the away, the away crowd there were fucking unbelievable. And that I'm jealous of them. I'm jealous that they were there to, to witness that because that was like, you're not like I think Carragher said after the game, like you're not going to get a better chance to score more and five in, in a game like that and obviously we can we, we controlled it a lot towards the end which we'll come on but onto in a bit but four nil at half time fucking hell Salah with two it's just fucking yeah it's, it's and everyone fucked off everyone fucked off yeah. right it's fucking empty it was fucking empty to be fair though um when he said uh that there's uh there's still a lot of fans that have have, have stayed in uh, you know like there was still like 60 odd thousand left when Neville said that um my father-in-law said something really funny because he went well, yeah, that's because the train's back to London and um, for another couple of hours. <laughs> the train, haven't they? I was like, oh. I was thinking that. I was thinking they're not going to pay fucking seventy quid a ticket to fucking get off at half time and like go go all the way back to fucking Peckham, are they? They're gonna they're gonna stay for the rest of the fucking game, aren't they? So yeah, exactly. It's a day out. To be fair, they probably wanted to stay to watch Liverpool. They're probably, yeah. like, I'm, I'm sticking around to watch Liverpool play. Yeah, what's um, the best team in the world? Exactly. <laughs> but again, mate, you know, second half kicks off and, you know, we're, what, four or five minutes into the game and bang, who gets his hat-trick? Salah. Um, and that's where we talk about the uh, Hendo pass, which was absolutely just fucking disgusting. Uh, I think it's on Pornhub in a bit. Um, I will load up Pornhub later on. I'll get the candles out and I'll, uh, yeah, have a little go whilst watching that pass. But, mate, finds the ball, Salah, um, ball at his feet and it's only going in one direction, isn't it? Past the hair. I actually thought on Salah's second touch, he might have hit it a little bit too far, yeah. and De Gea might get it, but no, he's just fucking road running. Mimi, <laughs> yeah, the finish is just it, it, it is literally like the, the Fulham 
the the Gerard to to Sturridge Fulham goal. That that's what it, it literally reminded me of. And I had a chat with mate Al about it, and it's like it's literally the perfect. The ball is just it's unbelievable. It it literally is outside the boot under pressure, and Salah's through. And like you said, like to first touch, second touch, you're kind of thinking has he gone a bit too far with it, but then to dink it in the way that he did. Well, yeah, when, when we touched on like the game in terms of like what we felt before, like I was excited to see what Salah was going to do in this game because there was a lot of questions about Mo Salah in terms of, oh, he's got this hoodoo at Old Trafford, like he, he doesn't play well, but look at the stats, he scored, he scored four <clears throat> in like three games be- before yeah. this game. And it's like, yeah, Luke Shaw's does do well against them historically in these games and I just think today was like the time where Salah was like fuck, fuck this and f- fuck that little shit bastard that left, left back we're gonna we're gonna fucking bag a load of goals here and the way that he scored that one was just like just typical Mo Salah weren't it like it's just one of them you expect it you expect yeah. the, you expect it to go back into the back of the net and that's that's the highest compliment you can pay, pay of him really True, true that, mate. Um, and then a few minutes later, United actually have the ball in the back of the net, don't they, from Ronaldo. To be to Ronaldo was a great finish. It really it was. was. Finish, and yeah. a bit lackadaisy in terms of Liverpool's defending there because what really annoyed me is they had two on it and they allowed Ronaldo the time to get it on his right foot, which you just don't do. Don't get me wrong, the man is still just as dangerous with his left foot. When he's got that time and space, he's always going to find the target. Not necessarily the back of the net, but he did. And it, it was the only place he could put it where, and, you, you know, beating. Alisson like that is just incredible. However, it does get denied and it gets put to VAR and it's offside. I couldn't see the offside. I know they were looking at Rashford, but for me, Ronaldo was onside. Am I am I being wrong there or just tell me what's going on? Uh, I think it was a tight one. It was definitely tight, but um, I think that, that was just the ice on the cake, especially after like the, the yellow card instant earlier. Should have been a red. The fact that he then goes and scores, I, I like you said, a decent goal, to be fair, but defending wasn't great in terms of, you know, he's going to cut on his right and fucking bury it bottom corner, and he did. Good finish, but that was just literally the ice on the cake. I think Neville said it in commentary that like all the goals we'd scored, that might be the best moment of the match for Liverpool fans because... Ronaldo's celebrating and then we're, we've got the opportunity to then get it ruled off and then fucking rub it in the face as well. Exactly. So that was like just crown a moment. That was just, yeah, I fucking, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Good finish, but yeah, I think it was, yeah. on them it's marginal, isn't it? Like you look at the, I think there was the second goal, wasn't it? Jota. I was thinking, oh, it's fucking tight, that one. Like it, maybe last yeah. year that would definitely get ruled out. And maybe the same for Ronaldo one, that Ronaldo one probably would have counted last year, but the fact that they've kind of fixed it a little bit this year, I'm yeah. Happy. They've, they've, yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, anytime. I mean, because I was fuming because I was saying I was like, oh come on, finally, there goes your clean sheet. Like you know, keep it tight, man. Regardless yeah. of being five final, you don't want to uh, concede goals. But anyway, thank God it was um, disallowed. Um, and then the Pogba, Pogba red card not long after. I, I just, I don't. It was a frustrating tackle. That do you know what I mean? In terms from his perspective, like you know. And we're getting battered five and oh, we're getting fucking people shouting at us. I'm jumping in, but he's gone in there, he's left the fucking ground, and it's two like two foot. And I just think this should be a fucking straight red. So I don't know why the referee, I mean, fair play, you know, I had to look at it again uh, and go back up. But yeah, there's no arguments there, is it? Stonewall red, yeah, 100%. Like, I think even like in, in real time, I thought maybe it's kind of one of them where he's got the ball and his foot's gone over the ball. 
which you can kind of excuse a little bit more, but it's not. It's just a lazy tackle. He's frustrated. I think Bruno Fernandes done a similar one, really. Yeah, he did, Curtis yeah. Jones, where he's gone over the ball and caught Curtis Jones' leg, and it could have been a lot worse if Curtis Jones' leg was a bit more planted in the, in, in the turf. But, yeah, when you watch it back again, the ref's gone over to have a look at it. You're like, fucking hell. It's, it's, it's the easiest red card you'll, you'll ever see. It's like, I don't even... put The way Pogba's got the cheek to even look surprised... By it, I know is is, is one of the is even worse in a way because like you know you just fucking absolutely clean some out and God knows what it's going on with Naby. I think someone put in the comments earlier any update on Naby and we've got no idea at the moment. But I'm hoping it's not going to be a long one. But the fact that he got stretched stretched off, that couldn't even get back on his feet, it could be a fracture. Who, who knows? But he's going to be out for a while, isn't he? Well, Klopp's just said it's very hard. We have to see how serious it is. We'll know more tomorrow or the day after. He's currently in great shape and is an exceptional player. So obviously, right now there's there's no news because obviously yeah. the lads are just you, you can't get news pretty much straight away after the game because there's not enough time to to have have them assessed by the club doctors. They've got to get them back to training. So you know you're not going to get um, any news straight away. But you know before he was injured, Navigate, I thought he had a fantastic game and and so yeah. did Millie. To be fair, but with Millie, um, it just shows that. You're playing that amount of games at his age, it is going to take its toll. I mean, he's super fit anyway, but maybe it just took a little bit because he, he stretched for a ball, didn't he? And that's why he ended up going off because he stretched for the ball. Um, so yeah. yeah, I just thing is when you when you are world class athletes like me and Milner at 36 years of age each, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it's difficult to keep it up, boys. You know what I mean? So then again, I'm not I'm not 36 till Wednesday, so I'll, I'll still play 35. But yeah, yeah. I just you know, f- fair play to what well, go on. I was going to say, I know what, you know what I loved, like when you it cut to Millie after he went off, and it was like he, I was just trying to read what he was saying, like lip read them, and I'm sure he said thanks to Robbo's shit pass. I'm I'm convinced he said that because Robbo played it back to him, like behind him. He did, obviously, yeah, it was obviously shit, didn't yeah. look where he was, played it where he where he was a minute ago, and he was he moved, and then That's Millie's like fucking pulled something as he's turned because he's getting on in in, in years and whatever else, but. Yeah, I, in in a way, I thought it was a bit of a blessing in disguise because I, I was like, I I thought Curtis Jones probably would have started this game, to be honest with you. Um, and the fact that he did, he did come on after half an hour, in a way, I was like, yeah, this is good because he's got he's got that energy. He knows what these type of games are about. He's going to come on. He's not going to take no shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's going to do that. But I think Curtis Jones, obviously, only twenty, he's a bit more durable. And I think he, in terms of carrying the ball, I thought he was really good every time he picked the ball up. You knew we were going to create something from it. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and I think with with the navigator thing now, I'm just kind of hoping that it's it, it's not as serious. I'm hoping it's just like it might just have been a precaution. There was like, look, I can't really walk on it. I can't run on it. I'll just wait till till uh, till tomorrow, and we'll just see. So just absolutely just keep everything crossed because it does worry us, doesn't it? Where it's another midfielder that's uh, taking uh, an injury like that, but no doubt there'll be plenty of people in the world um, saying, eh, we should have brought another midfielder. Well, I put a comment, didn't I, in, the, in, in our little group, in a little WhatsApp chat, like just people going, if we don't win this, blood's on FSG's hands. I'm just like, yeah, the fuck tweeted that? Yes. yes, we hadn't even kicked the ball and she's tweeting, um, if we don't win this, it's it's on FSG and the blood on their hands. Like fuck off, love. Jesus Christ, not a cup final. Jesus Christ, moron. Like there's overreacting and there's that, isn't he? Like you look oh, at the yeah. lineup. Obviously, Fabinho's injured. He's not in the squad. He's not. He's not playing. He's injured. Obviously, Fair, yeah. what, what what are you meant to do? Just fucking go. Oh, sorry, lads, we can't play today if Fabinho's injured. 
you've got a good enough team there. Hendo was fucking was quality in the sixth. Obviously, there was moments where they were getting in behind. But if you're missing Fabinho, I think I'm sure the whole team would say if Fabinho was not in there, we're a weaker team. I think everyone knows that. I think everyone everyone agrees with that because it's it's the truth. Hendo does a, a good job as his deputy, and we've got Millie in there and and Cater who've done well. Both both went off injured. But then, like Curtis Jones has come in and Ox has come in and and, and done well. So we just need yeah. to, yeah. It's I mean, Nolan who came on today looked out of place in terms of that midfield. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It was great the fact that we could bring Manny on, and you know, I know we've skipped over a little bit in the game, but I just want to uh, touch on you know, fair play to David De Gea with the, with his save against Trent. I th- you know, I'm thinking that's fucking six 0 That I'm thinking bang, that's uh, that's in. But you know, great save. Uh, oh yeah, Trent's just proving that he's got another another banger of a of a shot. Um, I did find it funny as well when uh, towards the end when there was a free kick for United and it, the ball got played over and McTominay heads it down and Cavani uh, just puts it straight onto the bar from like two yards, which I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah, <laughs> eight minutes to go, but you know what? I, what I really liked and celebrate about Liverpool is with half an hour to go when it was five 0 I was expecting another couple of goals. I must be honest. But they managed the game really, really well, and I was really impressed with that. You know, even at Old Trafford. They still knew, like, well, listen, we're five 0 up now. Let's not try and go six, seven, eight. Let's just manage the game, well. pass it well. You know, there's quite a few Ole passes. I want to celebrate Canate, mate. I think for him to come I in, gonna, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, I thought he was fucking this game when no one thought he would. Everyone thought was expecting a Matip and Van Dijk partnership. Absolutely brilliant. Because I thought Canate was a shoe in for Wednesday. He probably still is a shoe in for Wednesday. Yeah. To throw him in there, I thought he looked calm, collected again with, with, with Van Dyke. thought it was dead easy again. I thought the, his presence was fantastic. He's a big lad, he's a big unit. You know, so impressed with him, mate. And I think we've, we've got one hell of a centre-half there, haven't we? Yeah, I think that was one of the, obviously, with missing Fabinho and then you're thinking... Well, we're definitely gonna. You're thinking you're definitely gonna have Matip in there then, just to kind of keep the team as as samey as it has been because we've been so good. But then he changes it up, and and Klopp says, "Well, Booz looked great in training, and he, he, this was a good game for him." And you're thinking, and then you're thinking, away to United, is it a good game for him? Like, is it like to, to start a game? You you are a bit worried for him, but then you think more. You think about it. You think, well, Rashford's going to be on that side. Trent needs the cover. Ibu's fucking rapid, and mm-hmm. he proved that he was more than enabled. To, apart, like you said earlier, apart from that tackle where they maybe should score from Bruno Fernandez before a goal, a goals even went in. Um, apart from that, he was he was top quality. Like every time getting forward, they were it, it, that pace that 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 pace like Van Van Dijk and Canate as, as a back two with with that pace. It's like yeah. you, you don't get much better than that in terms of trying to defend against the United team who've got a lot of pace in there and I think they've both done really well and can, can, oh yeah, props to Canate because he's came in there may, could, have, could have looked really nervous could have looked really like scared maybe to, to come up against a good United team at, in their own backyard but he was fucking just coolness personified weren't he he was, he was boss and long may I continue and like you said it's that's why we, we waited for him. Like we had we, we had Kabach and whatever else, we let him go, and that's that's the reason why. Because we wanted to bring this kid in, who, who we know can be at the club for a long time, and he's fucking yeah, he's quality. He is quality, mate. And again, he'll he'll play Wednesday. More game time under his belt. A uh, chance for him to dominate. You know, I don't care who you're playing. You know, when you, if you're at another level at, over Preston as Liverpool are, they will still give him the. the 
you know, the, the, the biggest confidence boost, you know, we've all done it. You know, you've all been like fucking 15 years of age and you've played football with a bunch of little kids who, and you're, you've you got the ball at your feet and you're doing Ronaldinho turns and they're all running after you. Makes you feel boss, doesn't it? You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know what age you are and what level you're at, it, it still happens. So yeah, Wednesday will be an, another interesting game, mate. It really will. But Premier League table, uh, as it looks now, Liverpool are one point behind Chelsea. Uh, that was a really, really healthy uh, goal difference there. It puts us plus one. Uh, against uh, Chelsea for, for 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 goal difference as well, so plus twenty one for us, plus twenty for them. But they're obviously a, a, a point ahead of us. Um, puts us a point ahead of City, uh, and then <laughs> six, six boys at United now, which is just brilliant. They've uh, they've dropped down to seventh. So yeah, um, can't ask for any more than that, can you? Besides dropping points against Chelsea and City, but mate. Still, still undefeated. Love it. Yeah, definitely. Like to keep pace with Chelsea after they gone fucking absolutely snot Norwich seven nil. I was like, I thought they beat Norwich, but then me my phone was just pinging like one nil, two nil, three nil. I was like, fucking hell! Like without Vernon and without have it, uh, without uh, Lukaku. Sorry, I thought they might maybe take a bit more time to absolutely batter Norwich, but they just done it with ease. And it's like they are like the real deal this this year. And I think it's going to be. I'm speaking to a few City fans, they're thinking that the it's going to be us and Chelsea, and and they're just thinking, well, we might finish third, which is mad, really, because then you watch City yesterday against Brighton, and they've got the likes of Foden and Bernardo Silva, who looks back on top form. They've just got so many good players who who can tear a, a team apart in the blink of an eye. So, yeah, it's going to be it's it's poised perfectly, like nine games in, and there's only two game, two points separating the top three and obviously we've got Brighton I think coming up on obviously we've got Preston coming up in the cup but then we've got Brighton on um, Saturday so that's going to be another another tricky game and I hope the Brighton turns up that turned up yesterday against City because we'll just give them, an, give them another fucking good iron as well They were will at Anfield mate I think the confidence that this Liverpool side now has at the minute is just it's up there for me with 18, 19, 19, 20 yeah. I mean it's <laughs> Last season, it just proved proves more that last season was just a fucking anomaly, and yeah. all the stuff we were saying last season. All the stuff we were saying is is true. All all the stuff that we were saying the whole time, like we're missing players, like it became almost like a bit of a running cliche, didn't it? Like once we get these players back, we'll be back to where we were. If you take all those players out, it'll affect anyone. And people were like, "No, you've got to have a better squad. You've got to do this. You've got to recruit better, better." and Whatever else, and he's like, well, now you understand. What now you understand how big Virgil Van Dijk is to this team. Joel Matip obviously done really well, and then Canate's come in making making another signing. Who people that he went under the radar as well. Canate the Canate signing. So it's stuff like that that you kind of go, well, Klopp doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Obviously missing huge, huge players in Virgil Van Dijk. It'll affect anyone if you're relying on the way that we do. He's he's like a cheat code. He he literally is. He's such a calm presence. Those balls are from the back. It's like having another, another midfielder in there. And I think you don't really understand that unless you're a Liverpool fan. And trying to trying to convey that to another another Premier League fan, it's hard to do because it's he's that good. It's you can't really convey how good he is until people see it in the flesh. And thank God he's back. And thank God he's looking the way that he was because he's just a fucking. Yeah, I still think he's he can go up a gear. Yeah, yeah definitely. We've got, we've got that other level, but he, he's that calm and commanding presence, isn't it? You know, when the opposition see you, they're up against. They go, "Oh, great, he's back." You yeah. know, pulling it to the other end, 
of the and we'll finish we'll finish the, the show with this discussion and fat Allison has just put it in as well. Um give Salah whatever wages he wants. Now yeah. we've not had a chance to speak about this contract situation uh, on a on a show, mate, but where did you stand with it? Because there's lots of stuff going on at the minute, hasn't there? Like, hey, FSG won't put their hand in the pocket. Yeah. You know, always oh, come out and said that he really wants to stay. Like, yeah, we, we we know he wants to stay. But there's a there's some of that someone's got to give here. Now I'm truly in the camp of give him whatever he wants. He's yeah. worth every fucking penny. Liverpool have never gone over a certain barrier of wages, but they've had to break certain barriers for the likes of Van Dyke, for the likes of Hendo. This is going to take us up another level in terms of wage structure. Now, I don't think any other player in that that dressing room would begrudge Salah the triple increase. Because if Salah's scoring goals and winning those trophies, those players are winning trophies as well. So for me, if Salah once did the reported 400k a week, fucking give it him. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think like most fan channels like Redmen and whatever else have been watching obviously their shows and whatever and they're saying the same thing. It's like no I person think, I think it'll happen, do you? Yeah, no no person in that dressing room are gonna are gonna go, Well, what what the fuck are you doing? Why are you giving him five hundred K? It's like Trent put a tweet up just after the game with 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 Mo looking in a headlock going best in the world. Like they all know he's the best in the world. They all know scoring at Attrick at Old Trafford and the think the things that he's been doing this this year, like ten appearances, fourteen goals and I think two assists. He's just breaking records for fun. And I think he he knows he's the best in the world and we all know it as well. I think the whole Premier League do. So it's like you've got the thing is, if you if you let if you let him go, which would be the biggest fucking travesty in the world, you've then got to bring someone in on a similar wage budget, probably that they'll demand Mbappe. They're going to want five hundred k, four hundred k, whatever else. It's similar. Then you're going to have to pay for them as well. Fucking god knows how much, hundred million. Fucking god knows. So it's a similar thing. So in in a way, it's like well, the way the the way football's going now, money's just gone mad. It has, but. That you've just got to kind of go go with them, what, what it is and, and just accept it for what it is. So and he's the best in the world. So it's like just give him whatever he wants. And I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. Like Klopp's been a bit coy on what, what's gonna happen. I think and Salah said like it's in the club's hands and whatever else. So it's just been yeah. I I think from that little interview he did, um, I think from his smile, the way he spoke about it, I think he knows he'd yeah. have, he'd have a different attitude and he wouldn't be playing the way he's playing on the on the yeah, field, true. so it would have an effect. Yeah. You know, so I I am firmly believing that this signing will happen. You know, this this new contract. I just think they're just waiting for the right time. I just wait. I reckon there's a there's a time to do it. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, yeah, there's loads of people that are worried and all that sort of stuff, and it constantly churns out the bullshit about our owners are tight as cramp and they don't give a shit and blah blah fucking blah. Because it is it's a load of bollocks. It is an absolute load of bollocks. They they're not they're very smart people, and there's no way. They would let Mo Salah go from this football club if it was a question of his wages. It just wouldn't happen. He will sign. I know he will. You know, I'm not saying I'm in in the know because I'm fucking not. I'm got a fucking clue. Yeah, I'm not a crystal ball. But I just you see it in 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 history of watching this 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 fucking game of football. You know when someone's signing a contract, you can tell. Yeah, it'll happen. I just think they're waiting for the perfect moment to go. Boom. There you go. There, there's his uh, there's his new contract. So. Yeah. It- it, it could well be the waiting for when, God forbid, if we have a bit of a, a bad result and then they'll go, right, here's the here's the right time, bang, there you go. There's, there's your contract news, get get, every, get all of everyone back on side again and 
Yeah, I, I think, like you said, judging from what Klopp's been saying, like ju- Klopp's like demeanor in press conferences, that Salah interview where he's like kind of smiling, he's been putting out fucking loads of tweets going, "We want to win the win the league, and we want to we want to do this. We want the fans behind us." And doesn't really do that very often. And the fact that he's been doing it a lot more, and like the celebrations, he, he just looks. He's at home, and I think that interview where he's like, "I, I could never see myself playing against Liverpool," and then obviously the, I think the. The, the interviewer said something that Gary Neville was saying, which is another point entirely saying that Salah needs to go to Real Madrid or a Barcelona to complete his career. And the usual shit they always say, which 10 years ago, yeah, I, I would completely agree with that when, when they were maybe a more of a powerhouse in Real Madrid and Barcelona, where it's like, yeah, they are like quality and to, throw, and to put yeah, Salah yeah, yeah. in that team Not anymore. would be, it would be another cheat code altogether, but you could see he's he's going to sign. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of when. And I think it's it's ner- it's nervous times when you when you're looking at it now, maybe because you're like, well, you just want it to happen, and it's that impatience that we we now have on with social media and whatever else, where you want stuff immediately and you want the the contract signing. But I think it will happen. And I think the Veruca Salts of this world. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> the fucking big blueberry, but uh, yeah. <laughs> just what a fucking game and I think you know everyone should have that saved on their Skybox or their Virgin Box or get it on Skygo and just watch it again I mean I'm talking to you now this has been a fantastic 40 minutes and I've still got to watch the after bit you know I've still got all that to look for and I'm looking at the comments and I'm feeling like Gary Neville's not happy Maguire doesn't know what to say can't, <laughs> can't wait the missus wants to watch a film tonight it's not happening <laughs> PlayStation. I'm just watching all the fucking after. I might rewatch the entire fucking game again. <laughs> I just want to see what Ole says. To be honest, yeah. I want to see what what if, his his excuses in a way. Because I mean, going off off a four nil, they were getting booed, and it's like he's walking off, and he can hear that loud and clear. Like, and he knows that they were fucking horrendous in that first half, and it didn't get any better really. Pogba getting sent off and whatever else. So they've been really fucked, and I think. Yeah, that the interview yeah. gave was like we need to start off on the right foot and all the positivity. And I watched a little bit of what Carragher and that were saying, and they were saying like, well, "What is the thinking? Like, is it like the United way? Is it like we're just buying players because like Ronaldo and Sancho doesn't get a chance because Ronaldo's there?" And it's just there's so many talking points about why it's not working. It's just, it's just, I love it. I love, I absolutely love it because it was us a, a while back and they were doing so well. So I just absolutely revel in it. I do. Yeah, so do I, mate. So do I. And the thing is, when you've, if they've been fucked, they've been fucked, pillaged, had the hair pulled, dry bummed, everything. Everything. It was just like the worst kind of hardcore porn. <laughs> it wasn't nice. It wasn't like it was that really disgusting, rough, horrible, you know, slapping, spitting, pulling her, you know. Gone showers, the lot. Fucking. <laughs> Whatever else is the uh... <laughs> yeah, one. but anyway, um, listen, mate, brilliant show, loved it. Thank you to everybody in the comments. Yeah, nice one. Um, Tomo says I'm going to be in the doghouse. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, Becky likes being on the PlayStation more than it's like spending time with me. So reading. <laughs> Uh, Alan's in from YouTube saying Ollie's getting sapped in the morning. I really hope he doesn't. He's, he's doing a fantastic job. <laughs> Which is, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, but yeah, listen, thank you to everybody in the comments uh, that has joined us tonight. It's great to see 
see you all again. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back um, towards the end of the weekend. We'll be looking at the Preston game and looking forward to the Brighton game, which will be great. And yeah, have a lovely Sunday evening. And uh, yeah, Mick, anything to add? Anything you know you want to say there? No, fucking enjoy it. Just I'm just gonna go and get a few more bevies, I think. And I wasn't gonna drink tonight, but the way that oh. game's gone, I'm gonna have a few more, I think, because that was that's these games type of games don't come around that that often. So we need to fucking revel in that up the fucking reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.